0: Got about eight minutes until the bell. Stocks under a little pressure as yields arise and some of those tech companies that have been winning over the last year are under pressure. We'll get to that and more with Robert Herjavec. Let's bring him in and begin our conversation with the latest news on the Herchevec Group. He's the founder and CEO as well, of course, a shark on Shark Tank. Robert, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So let's talk about Apex Partners first. Apex took a majority stake in your company about a week ago, Robert. They're a British private equity firm. You're a Canadian security cyber focused firm. What do they wanna do with you guys? Walk me through what's gonna happen here.
1: And my wife's Australian, my kids are American. I just thought I'd throw that (laughs) in for the entire global thing. Yeah, you know, one of the things we found was that when COVID first started, we saw our business really start to grow and at first I wasn't sure if it was a, a combination of pantry stuffing from an electronic format or whether it's a long-term trend around q2 we really saw our business take off we think that there's a reckoning happening in cybersecurity. we think that the digital trends are here to stay and so we saw this tremendous growth and the downside of accelerated growth is you got to keep up and so we wanted to go to the market and find a partner that could really help us with resources and guidance, and get us to that next level. And at the end of the day, I didn't wanna be the one being acquired, I wanted to be the one doing the acquiring. So we, we brought on Apex, we're super excited, sold the majority deal, still retained a significant amount of the shares, rolled them over, and working really hard to continue to drive value.
0: Robert, what did you see the most demand and pickup from your company's perspective? Was it just a bunch of businesses that had a new technology that they needed to have secured, that they needed to make sure that they weren't exposed as they moved people to work from home? Was it advising as they didn't know which techs they need? What was it?
1: Well, in our our world, it's everybody working from home. So the short-term trend was about this You know, our our industry loves buzzwords and the latest buzzword is zero trust. And so when you have all these remote workers, how do you know they are who they are? And then the long-term trend for that is the lack of a perimeter. Traditional security used to be, you put all your assets inside a castle, you build a moat, you put alligators in the moat and that's how you secure it. Where there's no more walls, there's no more alligators, you have tens of thousands of people working from home. And so the growth of identity is taking off, but the other long-term trend is you can't find good security people. Companies hmm. can't keep up, you can't hire them, and you can't really afford them. So we're seeing tremendous growth in managed services as a, at the enterprise level.
0: Robert, how much of those kind of uh, new silos that have been uh, necessary now, if you just think about a company with some finite number of employees, let's say they've got 100 employees, right? Instead of having them all inside the castle and filling up the moat with the protection, They have to have each of these little silos of their 100 employees, if they're all working from home, secure. Now, are those permanent creations, are those permanent walls that have been built that need then consistent recurring revenue and support, or are those temporary ones that these companies want to take down and move it back into the castle eventually?
1: Gosh, that's a really, really great question. And that's one of the reasons we decided to do a deal because we think that the long-term value is anybody that can provide recurring services. And so to your point, each one of those people needs an element of management. They need endpoint software, which is bought on a consumable basis every year. It's ARR, recurring revenue. Then they need a firewall, which is also now in the cloud. And now you have people like Zscaler or Zscaler and you have a bunch of products that meet those needs. So we're seeing the business shift from a one-time purchase to an ongoing type of recurring model, which is great for us, and we've benefited from that.
0: Robert, I'm not a cybersecurity expert by any means. I did catch the phishing email last week, though. Pretty proud of myself. <laughs> um, how much? Can any of this be done from the employee's perspective? Can you train or instruct employees to use certain programs or be aware of certain things to lessen the need for any tech? Or are these really hardcore services that are an absolute must if there's ever a possibility that something like this happens again?
1: So as long as we have human beings, we'll have security issues. 85% 85% of all malware still comes into accounts through phishing. Good for you that you caught it, but <laughs> you, you'd be shocked how many people don't catch those things today. And the funny thing is, you know, we're at home. I'm working on my computer. I'm talking to you. An email comes. I click on it. And it's too late. What we try to tell people is, you're you're not that sexy. There isn't a woman in Russia who wants to meet you, and you didn't win a lottery that you didn't enter but it, it preys on the human element of it. Now, having said that, the sheer volume of data out there is at an all time high, as you can imagine. So you have to have a level of automation and development. And that's one of the other reasons we partner with Apex is mm. the amount of money we're investing in our own internal development and automation to keep up. I mean, it, it's just a whole nother level. You can't mm. just keep up with human beings but you need to continue to be diligent.
0: So this is where I think it gets really interesting about post-pandemic, right? I mean, eventually there's gonna be some combination of the pre-COVID world and the COVID world, and maybe it doesn't mean all these highly concentrated, crowded, workplaces get back to normal, Robert, but some combination of it then, what does that mean for the software providers and these tech providers? Is the next step gonna be battling to make sure that your service doesn't get cut as companies go back to normal? Is it about sales guys that have to be better than the other salespeople at the competitors? Is it scale and M&A that's gonna happen? What does that post-pandemic environment look like for all these companies that were in need and in demand immediately at a moment that may differ and change back to something more normal later?
1: Well, we're never going back. The the history is gone. Throw away that rearview mirror. It's never coming back. You know, all my non-tech friends say to me, oh, could we have ever seen this coming? People working from home, all this digital infrastructure, this rush to the digital future. And I'm like, yes, anybody in tech could have seen this coming which is one of the reasons why tech was doing so well pre-COVID, what nobody saw coming was that it would all happen within 12 months. All digital change for the next 10 years just occurred in the last 12 months. And I actually think a lot of the providers in that space are undervalued. Mm. I think we're about to go through an incredible rate of growth for anybody that provides cyber cyber infrastructure, because the world is not going back. The world is digital, and it's here to stay.
0: Hey, Robert, I got one more. We're closing up the bell here for you, but just one here for our trading heavy and investing heavy audience. When you talk about that growth, right, there is this moment where the base rate of the economic growth went into the gutter, and then the growth for the tech companies went soaring. That spread there, from a stock perspective, from a market perspective, it's hard to imagine how that spread gets better, though, as the economy actually gets back to something more normal. What does that mean for valuations? Will the NASDAQ be able to maintain these valuations that have been achieved during this very rare asymmetry in growth?
1: Yes. In fact, I think the NASDAQ is undervalued, and I think you're going to see real economic growth start to catch up to it your point is very valid inevitably if the tech market is way higher than real economic growth it, it can't survive but i think that the nasdaq is undervalued i think you're going you to see tremendous growth wow i'm very very bullish on the economy in the latter part of this year i i think we're about to hit the roaring 20s in terms of economic growth consumer spending and all that kind of stuff. And I'm excited about it.
0: Do you think that means asset prices higher too, particular stocks?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. I think real asset prices, not just tech, but real asset prices.
0: Robert, great to catch up. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And congrats on the deal as well. Robert Herjavec, founder and CEO at the Herjavec Group. And of course, Shark on Shark Tank.